0: Well, we're finishing up our, our series called I Choose. Uh, this is week four, and uh, I know some people haven't been here for all of them, and we've got some, from some guests here who are here the first time. So just to do a, a quick catch-up, uh, this series has been about making decisions. We, we all have to make decisions every day. We have to choose. Uh, and so we talked about choosing popularity. I'm sorry, we should not do that. Purpose over popularity. Uh, meaning that we choose to honor God over trying to keep people happy. Uh, we choose surrender over control instead of trying to play God in our, in our own lives. And in other people's lives, we surrender to God and let Him do His, his work. Uh, last week we talked about choosing, this was interesting, choosing the pain of discipline over the pain of regret. We're going to experience pain in some form. Do we want to choose it or do we want uh, to regret the pain that we face later in life? Well, today we're, we're, uh, we're making one final decision, and it's choosing what is important over what is urgent. I know it sounds similar to last week, um, but this is a, it's a little different. Um, we are, um, we are, last week was about avoiding pain. Uh, what, what decisions do I need to make to avoid uh, the pain of regret later in life, as opposed to this is about priority. What matters to me right now, and you get to choose. You don't always think you get to choose. Sometimes we think everyone else chooses for us. That's wrong. That's not true. Uh, we, we'll talk about setting boundaries later. Um, but I think, I think you'll find this helpful as you continue to try to apply last week's message as well. You're going to see that there's this tension in our Bible story today that all of us face. It's, it's not easy. And the tension, I think we, we like to word it like this. I wish I had more time to what? I wish I had more time for, what is it? What is it for you? What's the thing that you say, I just wish I had more time for this? I wish I had more time to get rest. I wish, I wish I had more time to read. I wish I had more time with my kids. I wish I had more time to spend in the garden. I wish I had more time to hunt or fish. What is it? I'm not up here to tell you what's important to you. You get to consider that. You get to choose. I wish I had more time for, but I have a yard to mow have to do the dishes and the chores and fold the towels. Do we want to talk about that again? I'm just kidding. Just a joke from a couple weeks ago. Um, I, wait, I wish I had more time, but I have bills to pay and kids to raise, and I have to get that Instagram caption just right, and I don't know if I use the right filter. I just don't have enough time. When you ask someone how, how they're doing, how, how, how's life going, what's the number one answer? Busy, yes. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just busy. And, uh, and, and I think that's true. I think that's the case for, for everyone. Um, a, a lady named Corey Ten Boom, she, she lived through a, um, a Nazi concentration camp, and uh, later she said, if the devil cannot make us bad, he will make us busy. I don't, I don't know if there's any scripture that points to that or if there's a strong theological backing on that, but I, I think it, it feels right. If he can't make us bad, he's going to make us busy. Last week we talked about Discipline. That's going to go a long way, but only after you choose what's important. So we can be disciplined in, all the, in, in, in choosing areas that don't really matter that much. What's important? My hope is that, that everyone can leave here, and, and uh, whether today or, or as you think through and pray through this, that you can get to a point where you never have to say, I wish I had more time for, because you do, because we all do, we have time for what we choose. I know some people have busier schedules than others. You say, well, I work 60 or 70 hours a week. Eh, that's a choice. Uh, I, I need to pay for this mortgage, this really big mortgage. Yeah, who, who, who signed those papers? That was a choice. What if I'm working two to three jobs just to make enough to get by? Uh, you might be in a really big hole. It might be tough. It, it, might, it may not have even been your fault, but now you get to choose. How will I work through this? I'm not saying that you're going to have time to do everything. I mean, I'd like to sleep eight or nine hours every night and exercise every day for an hour and spend three hours with my kids and go on a date every week with my wife and keep the house clean and have a perfect yard and watch every baseball game on TV. I have to choose what is important to me. What have you decided that's, that's urgent? It's not important, maybe. It's urgent, but it's keeping you from what's important. See, we can say that we value things. I value Bible study. Well, When was the last time you read your Bible? Well, I value it. It's important. No, is it really or are you just saying that? I value my kids. Well, When was the last time you spent time with your kids? Well, I can say I value them, but do I really? Are they important to me? This creates a real tension in our lives uh, because what is urgent feels important because it's right in front of us. But the urgent things are not always important. Maybe you're a small business owner, and you've got an angry, upset customer, and it's urgent because they're right in your face. But what would have been important was uh, preparing or doing something that, that didn't uh, lead them to be upset in the first place. If your car engine needs repair, you, you blew an engine because you didn't change the oil. Well, now it's urgent. You need, a, you need a vehicle. What was important was to get the oil changed in the first place. If you're sick, uh, maybe it's that you didn't take care of yourself and you didn't sleep and you didn't eat, eat uh, vegetables or take vitamins or whatever you needed to do to be healthy. That would have been important. Now you, it's urgent to get to the doctor. There's this marketing guru, Seth Godin, or Godin, G-O-D-I-N. Um, he, uh, he says there's a big difference between what's urgent and important. He says if you choose what is important, you won't deal with as many things that are urgent but the opposite is never true. Think about that. If, if you choose what's important, there won't be so many urgent things in your face. But if you choose what's urgent, the important things are actually aren't going to show up. kind of goes back to last week. They'll just pass by, and you'll miss all the important things in life. If you're only choosing the urgent, then you're not going to be faced with those things. So I want to look at a story in Luke chapter 10. Um, it's a story about two women, Mary and Martha. And uh, Martha had, uh, she she chose what was urgent. Mary focused on what was important, Um, but Martha's so overwhelmed that she misses it. It's Luke 10, starting at verse 38. It says this, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. I'm going to pause there. Mary chose to sit at Jesus' feet. That's important, right? I think that's pretty obvious. Martha did what most people would do and what most people probably do. She stepped up and she worked on what needed to be done right away. This was urgent. He was there. They had company, so she had to take care of things right then. She wanted everything to be just right. Not only was it company, it was Jesus, the Son of God. And uh, I, I know some people keep their houses cleaner than others. I know some people, you walk in their home and it's always clean. And they say, I'm sorry for the mess. And it's like, no, this is not a mess. You haven't been to my house. You're just saying that. But uh, they're trying to be nice. Um, but regardless of what it looks like on a daily basis, when someone comes to your home, when you have company, who raise your hand if you if you clean a little extra, if you straighten up the messes on the table, maybe dust places that you've never dusted before, clean the toilet. hope you clean your toilet more often than just when people come over. But... uh this happened, this happened to me. Last Monday, uh, my brother and sister-in-law came over. And when I got home from work, um, they, hadn't, they were coming over at 6, and I left work. I don't know if it was 5, but when I got home, um, my wife and my daughters were cleaning the house. I honestly thought I went into the wrong house. I, I, there, there was coffee tables, and I said, we don't have coffee tables in our house because they're always covered with toys and everything and papers. I was in the right house. Is she st- she in here? Yep. <laughs> anyway, I was in the right house, but they were cleaning because we had company over. This is what happened in the story. Martha is taken care of. She's she she was uh, overwhelmed with many things. So, um, more specifically, it says she was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Now, really give some thought to that. She was distracted. What distracted her? Something that was important a relationship with Jesus, spending time with the company, or something that was urgent. The preparations that had to be made. She was distracted by the urgent things. The urgent tends to overwhelm us far more than the important. Last weekend, uh, I was driving uh, my truck and Jen was in the passenger seat and the girls were in the back and they were talking and I had, I had three questions in my mind and I don't remember what they were, but I was just trying to think through and I asked the questions and then, you know, and, and just a conversation, but there's all the talking going on and, and I don't remember how it played out because I really was distracted, but after I asked a question at one point, uh, my wife Jen, she said, you've asked me that question three times. I still don't know what the answer was. I didn't know. When she said that, I still did not know because I knew I had three questions and I didn't remember which ones I asked. And she may have answered, but I didn't put together because I had, uh, I had things that were urgent on my mind and I was distracted. That's what happens. It, it's exhausting sometimes. And so Martha was in this situation and she was not happy. She was distracted and she was not having it. And here's what she did. Verse 40, she came to him, to Jesus, and asked Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. She, she told on her sister. She threw a fit. She was so caught up with the urgency, she felt the need to share it. Isn't that how it works? You've probably been around someone that is uh, facing all the urgent things, and, the, and they're distracted, and maybe they didn't plan, or they're overwhelmed, and, and you know whose problem it is? Yours. They think it's yours. They want, they want you to deal because they didn't plan or prepare in advance because Martha didn't prepare in this story because maybe she didn't clean the house before Jesus got there and she didn't get the food ready and now all of a sudden he's here and she's got so many things to do. Now it's Mary's problem. It's not good for relationships when we do this. What if we kept up on the house, you know, a little bit more, uh, kept it clean and watched the, you know, instead of watching TV or playing on our phones, what if we did the things that were important that, uh, that instead of waiting until they're urgent? I think life would be a little bit different, le- less hectic. So what, what is the most important thing that you've been distracted from pursuing? You can't pursue it because you're so overwhelmed with the urgent. A Christian um, might look like Martha in the story. I think that happens a lot. You might feel like it's important to spend time with Jesus, but I've got too many things going on. I just can't get to it. We think, well, Mary's doing the right thing here. She's doing the part that matters. That's exactly the case. She had time. She chose to have time. A parent might say, you know what, I'm just so busy doing things for my kids, I don't have time to enjoy them. Another parent might be so centered around their kids that they neglect their job and their self and their spouse. You have to choose. What is important to you? Martha was distracted, so Jesus answered her. He said verse 41, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. You are worried and upset about many things does anybody think that verse just applies to them this is the story of my life I'm always worried about things and and I get upset about things and I'm just consumed all the time and I'm just freaked out and overwhelmed and exhausted and I'm busier than everyone else I know they've got busy schedule but they haven't seen my schedule who chose it who made the choice to live this way oh you know what no it's my kids who chose to have kids no, it's my job and my, and my boss who applied for that job. No, it's my spouse who said I do. We make commitments on, uh, as to what's important, and then they're not important to us anymore, and we just forget about it. It doesn't mean that you neglect your kids or, or quit your job or abandon your spouse. It might mean that you set appropriate boundaries. This is what I'm, I can do based off of what matters to me and what I think matters to you and what should matter, and I'm going to have to let everything else go. And I can't really do that because it's really hard because I haven't maybe surrendered yet. I still want to control everything. There will be consequences to this. You know, I, what if, if, I do, if I don't do this, then what happens to them? Sometimes we have to let, let, things, ha- let things go. There will be consequences, but you have to choose what's important. Uh, We let so many things just take our sanity. I know mental health has been a a big conversation more and more over the last five, ten years, maybe a little longer. Too many things keep us distracted. The urgency. Like Martha, Jesus said, you know what? He said, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better. Mary has chosen. You got a choice. You might, you think, I know I don't have a choice. Yeah, you do. You have a choice. If we're not intentional about this, the urgent will continue to be in our face and it will crowd out what's important. All right, so how do we do it? I don't want to say, you know what, you have a choice and figure it out on your own and then move on. So I have some application, uh, practical ideas of maybe ways to, to, uh, to, after you choose, now what do you do with it? Number one, create artificial deadlines. It's a fake deadline, it's not real. Uh, I try to do this with my sermon. See, outside of of slides, I could finish my sermon on Sunday morning at 7.59, because our first service starts at eight. I could probably do that, um, but that would not go well probably. Um, at times, I, I finish working on my, on my sermon on Saturday. Like I like to time it and get it back in my mind a little, think through some things. But, uh, but usually, I, I, try, I set a deadline. I say, I have to have it done by Thursday at 5 o'clock. Thursday, whenever I go home, it has to be done. Um, and, and then, when I go home, I'm actually home. I can think about um, my wife and my kids and other things that are important to me. I didn't neglect my sermon. I just said, you know what, I need to be done at this time, so I'm going to be done with it. The fake deadline doesn't mean it's not important. It just means that there are other things important, too. When I don't do this, sometimes it happens. I get, you know, Thursday passes, and I'm like, I haven't, I haven't even started yet. Uh, not very often, but occasionally things come up. And then Friday, and, you know, I'm, on, I'm working out on Saturday, and, you know, I'm distracted, and I'm not home, and I don't have any time for my family. and then, And then I think if someone calls, what if there's an emergency? What if someone's at the hospital, and they want me to come and pray with them? Well, I could go give them an hour, but I really have to get back to my sermon. I'm so distracted by the urgent that what was important isn't important anymore. I can't, give it, I can't give it what I want to give it. And so by creating these deadlines, it helps us to be able to stay focused on what matters. You can do it in a lot of ways. Anybody, okay, you work, say you work five days a week and you take off two days. Has anybody had to get all their work done in three days still? Yeah, it happens right? Um, and you can do it. It seems odd. Like, you'd think if your boss figured this out, he'd be like, okay, well, I'm only going to pay you for three days now. But, uh, but we, can, we can do that. We can say, I'm done Wednesday at five, and normally I'm done Friday, but I'm going to get all my work done, and we set this artificial deadline. And then we focus on what's important. What do I have to get done this week? I don't need to go and have this conversation and talk about uh, last night's ball game. I don't. I don't. I don't need to uh, to scroll Instagram or Facebook. I, I can actually work on something, and we get it done. It's it's effective. It really is. This it happened to me this week on Thursday. I knew I was going to be talking about it uh, on Sunday morning, or just right now. But on Thursday, I had to leave at 2:40. Um, it was just so I don't always leave that early, but I started my day at six, so don't worry, I still got my time in. Um, but uh, but I really wanted to finish my sermon before I left, and uh, I, I, so I had to stay focused. And if I had until 5 p.m., I think I would have finished probably at 4:55. But I knew I had to leave at 2:40. I finished probably three minutes before. It's something, there's something in our minds that if we if we know something's important, we can choose to give time to it. Just, it's just the way we are. Try, try this out. Who has a, a cleaning day at your house where you clean one certain day? I'm not saying you don't clean any other time, but you do like your deep cleaning, let's say on Saturday, right? So you do your cleaning on Saturday, and you say, Saturday morning, I'm going to start cleaning until it's done. When does it actually get done? I mean, it could be, it could be noon, it could be four, and you could probably keep finding something else but what if you said on Saturday, you know, I'm going to clean for one hour. Whatever I get done in that one hour, that's what's going to be clean. Everything, um, everything else is just going to have to wait. I bet you get more done in that one hour than you normally would in, in four hours. There's just something about the way that our minds go. It's important. These things, this is what I'm going to pick, and I'm going to get it done. And we do. Next one, uh, number two, be selective when you say yes. I've had trouble with people, uh, even in the church, uh, because I feel sometimes that they've lacked commitment. Uh, I've seen people who volunteer for something, and then when it becomes difficult, they quit and say, you know, you can take care of it. I know people get upset. They, They say, hey, our church needs this program. And, you know, almost every time I say, you know, I think it would be great if our church had this program too, and I think you should lead it. And most people... They say, well, it was a good idea. Nice try. Some people actually do it and they do a really good job with it. That happens. Um, but I say, you know, I'm going to have you do this if you want to lead it. And then when you say you're done, I'm not picking it up. We, you, you find another leader or we're just not going to have it. Some people get upset about that. Um, there's been a lot of good ideas and a lot of things don't happen because the lack of commitment. But I think I missed something. I don't think it's a lack of commitment. I think it's too many commitments. I think people make commitments everywhere and say, I can do this and I can do that, and I'll, I'll volunteer in this area and that area, and, and I now I can't possibly honor any of them because no one could because there's just too many things. Martha, in this story, was distracted by many things. She didn't choose what was important. She just did everything, and it doesn't work like that. We can't. We can only do it for so long, so we have to be selective when we say yes. Being busy doesn't always mean that we're doing what matters. So you have to consider what you want to say yes to and then honor that. What do I say yes to with my spouse? I need to honor it. My kids, I I need to honor that. Uh, My job, I have to honor that. It means sometimes I have to let things go. I heard about an author, Bob Goff. He wrote the book Love Does and uh, a lot of other books after. Um, But he, he actually says every Thursday that he quits something he adds something to his, his don't do list or to don't list. I'm not sure how to say it. I think that might be a little excessive, but what he's saying is every week he thinks through, why am I doing this? Could someone else be doing this? Should someone else be doing this? Last thing we do is do first what matters most. We say, when things slow down, I will... No, it's not going to happen if you don't choose to slow down. In this story, Mary chose to spend time with Jesus. That was very specific to her, and it should be to us as well. I know people that wake up early because that's when you get quiet. My wife wakes up uh, before the kids so she can have uh, a a time of no distractions. I I was just talking to my my friend last week, and he said that he wakes up up early and enjoys his coffee so that he doesn't have the phone ringing uh, because at about 8 o'clock it's going to ring. The problem with us is though we're, everything matters, everything's important, and then we can't give what really matters our attention. I wonder how someone has time to do so much, um, work out every day, eat, eat meals with their family every night, and spending time praying and journaling and reading their Bible. It's pretty simple. They choose to. It's that easy. You have to, you have to, you don't have to do it first. Uh, to, to prioritize it, to make it first. Sometimes people say, well, if, if you're going to do all that, you have to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. You have to wake up at 4 o'clock, because that's even better, and everyone wakes up at 5 now, and now it's, so, if I wake up that early, I'm miserable. I'm, I'm done at 10 o'clock. I just feel, I feel like there's this fog over me. But you don't have to actually wake up early to put something first. You can, you can, I could say, you know what, every night at 8 o'clock I'm going to exercise, and I put it on my calendar, and at 9 o'clock I'm going to read my Bible and pray, and I put it on my calendar, and then when someone says, hey, uh, there's a game that starts at 7, we'll be home at 10.30, I'm sorry, actually, I have something else, else on my calendar. It's not being deceptive, it's prioritizing. If it's important to be healthy and to spend time with God, then you just, you say that. You're not, you're not tricking someone. If I said, well, you know, I'm going to exercise, they'll say, they'll say, well, you can exercise later. No, that's important to me. What, what matters to you? You can, you can make that decision. See, this, the overcommitment, people pleasing, yeah, I can do this, I can do that, that's not the life G- Jesus offered us. That's not a life of fulfillment. He, he tells us what matters. You have a choice and you have time to choose what you want to do. Martha was distracted by the urgent. Mary chose what was important, and it was Jesus. The decision was the only one that really mattered. I mean, if you really think about it, it's the only one that will last. Our relationship with Jesus is the thing that lasts forever. It's the most significant. and Choosing what is most important will always fare better than choosing the urgent things placed before us. Today I ask you just to consider, as we have have thought through boundaries in and, and our lives that we get to make choices, that no one gets to do this for you, that ultimately you're responsible for your life, you are accountable for your life, the, God, the life that God has given you, and you have, the, you have the opportunity to make that decision, so consider what's important to you today. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for uh, free will. I thank you that we have the opportunity to choose. You've shown us throughout scripture in so many ways that we get to, uh, we get to trust you, we get to obey you, or we can choose not to. And so I, I pray for every one of us here that we would consider what matters in our lives, in our relationships, how we can best love you, how we can best love others. I pray that you would give us discipline and focus uh, but most of all, I, I pray that we would put what what is important over what is urgent uh, so that we can live a life that brings you glory and that we can find joy in, in fulfillment and purpose. Thank you for Jesus. That's his name we pray. Amen.